What are the biggest security threats to consumers and businesses today? Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. This is part one of a two-part interview with Marcus Ranum, CSO of Tenable Network Security. In this part, we talk about the biggest security threats today, including social media, portable technology, and the recent iPad breach and what that means. Marcus, we first talked sometime back in 2009. It's a pleasure to talk with you again today. Oh, it's good to be back. You know, we talked last time about security threats and what was current, and I guess to, to revisit the topic, I want to paraphrase Ronald Reagan. Are we safer online today than we were a year ago? Well, <laughs> it's kind of hard to put that on a single axis, but uh, I would say that the answer would have to be no. And the reason is because we've, we've got this dynamic that we play out in Internet technology and, and I think in computing in general where the security practitioners seem to constantly be running along behind the whatever is the leading edge or the cutting edge and kind of going, no, no, wait, stop, and trying to fix things. So what tends to happen is that the, the folks who are out designing stuff on the cutting edge are busy creating problems for us faster than we can fix them. So we're mostly trying to fix the old problems that they haven't uh, managed to make worse yet. So when you look around, what do you see as the biggest security threats to consumers and businesses today? Well, I, I, I think malware is a huge problem, and, and you know, that, that's kind of a no-brainer. It has been a huge problem for a long time, and, and I think a lot of practitioners saw this threat saw this threat kind of bearing down on us for, for almost a decade or so. Um, I, I'm, I'm a little concerned about complacency in malware because I think what's happening is a lot of, and certainly in the consumer side, um, malware has gotten a lot better in the last five or six years. And I think what's happened is people are kind of going, well, my computer's not blue screening very much. I must not have malware anymore. And what's really happening is that they've got better, stealthier, more reliable malware that just doesn't blue screen their computer. Uh, Marcus, I want to ask you about some specific threats that have come up in recent times and get your thoughts on them. Social media, for one. Everybody is dabbling in social media. Some organizations have policies. Some don't. What do you see as sort of the real threats and, and maybe the ones that, that aren't uh, as real as we'd like to think they are? Well, there's some there's some real problems. I mean, one of the issues with social media, of course, is is information control and, and the problem of information leaking out. Um, you know, organizations that I don't think have a very tight grip on who's allowed to speak for the organization, or you know, they're they're going to encounter problems when somebody starts a blog or somebody in the marketing department just starts twittering whatever they think they should be twitting at, at any particular moment. Um, you know, so there's there's the issue of just kind of media control and corporate relations, and that's that's actually a, a, a pretty serious problem. There's also the, the 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 other problem of information leakage, which that one kind of that one kind of surprises me. I mean, if we look at it from a corporate standpoint, you know, if if corporations are allowing people to go update their Facebook pages from inside the the corporate perimeter uh, and during during office hours, you know, of, of course, information about what they're working on is going to leak out. That, that seems kind of obvious. And then the other side of it is the the personal information. You know, individual 
consumers sit at home and they publish something on the internet and then, you know, six months later they find out that it's embarrassing and they go, oh my gosh, somebody saw that. Well, you kind of got to ask them why you published it in the first place if if you're worried about that. I mean, I, I've been talking to some of my friends who are privacy advocates and they're all horrified by the various vacillations in Facebook's privacy policy and, and, and you know and I'm just the contrarian sitting there going if you wanted to keep any of this stuff private why did you sign up at all I mean do you know that the whole thing is a gigantic marketing effort and if you were bothered by this you shouldn't have published anything in the first place how about portable technology, Marcus? One of the things that strikes me is a number of the breaches that we've seen in healthcare, in particular, has be, been because of data leakage on port- portable technology. Something's been misplaced or stolen. Yeah, that's a that's a huge problem again. You know, but but every time I see an article that says you know laptop with Ministry of Defense secrets found in lost luggage or um, you know medical data found on laptop in back of car, you know this kind of stuff. You know, the, the real question is why is that data on a laptop? Is it's not is the the laptop getting lost because you know laptops, iPads, iPhone, you know all this stuff is going to get lost. That's that's what's or it's going to get stolen. That's what happens to it. So the the problem is if an organization has got information that needs to be controlled, you know, why is it that that stuff is getting copied down to these kinds of portable devices? Maybe the organization should be starting to look at what they can do to to track people who are pulling down copies of the customer database and and stuff like that. That is... um, constantly amazing to me again you know organizations are concerned that their their sales secrets are going to leak and then they give all their sales guys a blackberry well what do you think is going to happen another one that really got the headlines recently i love your take on it is the the so-called ipad breach got lots of headlines lots of attention what was really important about that well, there, were, there were a couple of things that were important about that. Um, one of them is, you know, having a good fallback plan and something goes wrong is always a really good idea. Um, but it, it does really illustrate um, how devastating an information leak can be and how quickly you can, you can do a tremendous amount of public relations damage. Um, and I think in that situation, it was, it was probably not Apple that, that came out looking bad. Um, and of course, from a simple sales standpoint, it appears to have had absolutely no effect whatsoever on the extremely successful launch of the product, which is, you know, another, another point that we information security people have to keep track of. But ultimately, this is all about, um, driving a successful business and, and security, you know, security takes back seat to having a product that six million people are lining up to buy. I, I, you know, I think from a from a software engineering standpoint, the the only other thing that this shows is that, you know, the the worst thing you can do is to push push code out because that's what we're really what we're talking about here was on that website. If you push code out that really hasn't been very carefully checked and gone through some pretty rigorous quality assurance and testing. Um, as soon as it becomes available to the internet, the bad guys are going to subject it to all that quality control and testing for you, whether you like it or not. So you may as well, you know, factor that in to part of your development cycles. And I think I'm seeing a trend in a lot of organizations now that are doing anything web-based to be a lot more serious about doing code analysis and, and design reviews before they before they push any of their software out to the public. This concludes part one 
of our two-part interview with Marcus Ranum, CSO of Tenable Network Security. Stay tuned for part two, in which we talk about businesses and banks and how they're squaring off over the question of reasonable security, healthcare organizations, and the challenges they face as they pay more attention to information security now, and finally, the federal government and its role in ensuring that we really are more secure a year from now than we are today. Until then, for Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.